Hey everybody, this is Maz from Maz Talks, and Canada just went through a crazy election, okay? An absolute Groundhog Day election, election 2021, because guess what? There's absolutely no change. We have the, it's the same results, maybe, you know, a bit of seat changes here and there, one or two, but nothing extravagant. So I decided to do a little bit of a post-mortem, and with me to unpack... All that has happened, I have with me Catherine Lefebvre, uh, candidate conservatrice dans Mirabel, conservative candidate in Mirabel. How are you doing, Catherine? I'm good, you? I'm very good, very good. Oh man, what a rush, eh? Yes. And uh, tell me a bit about it. Like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> On which, uh, which subject exactly? <laughs> Specifically. Oh. Oh my god, um, well... Where to start from. Where to start, exactly, I mean, look, we... So, we got... Justin Trudeau called this election, right? Yeah. Like, he... Um, in the hopes of getting a majority without actually saying it. And... We were expecting it. We were ready for it. Yeah, I know, we, it's been rumored for a few months. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is that, that really, you know, was different about this election is that... You know, normally people don't want an election, right? Especially when the parliament's working. And the parliament was working. And yeah. he just called the snap election to attempt to get a majority. Mm-hmm. Thing, the thing is, I I don't think this worked. No, I, I, it said there was a notification, but when you click on it, it fails. Ah, uh, yeah. Damn it. Wanna try again? Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, now it seems to work. Okay, you good? Yeah, we're, we're, we were working out the technical aspects of this real quickly, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, you know. Uh, try, we, cause we just posted live to Facebook, so. Hopefully we can get uh, some viewers to come in and share their thoughts. I'm going to actually log into the stream on my phone real quick just to see the comments coming in. Let's do that. Yeah. So there we go. We have we have that up. So, Kayla, tell me, tell me, this is your second election, right? Yes, it is. Right. And you were the candidate for the same party, the Conservative Party in Mirabel, right? Yeah, this time in Mirabel. Last time was in Bouvassa, Montreal North. Okay. Yes. Alright, so uh, try to give me a bit of a um, you know, a compare and contrast between both of those experiences. Oh boy. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's very, very different. The first one was uh, in Montreal, so in city. And uh, Mirabel is in... Uh, it's past Laval, I think. In the country, going... yeah, it's yeah. way past Laval. It's on the Highway 15, and uh, there's a part that's on the the end of the 640 West. Okay. So it's a very, very, very big riding compared to Montreal North. Montreal yeah, because North it's is... it's a bit more spread out, right? Oh, a bit more, a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. Uh, the difference is that in Bourassa, people are more packed. Uh, in the same area, right? Because and it's a it's a more urban area versus a rural, right? And in Mirabel, uh, well, people are 
or more extended, I could say. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> tell, tell me about your experiences versus the two and how you did Burasa in 2019 versus uh, Mirabel in 2021. Well, you mean the results? Yeah, the results and your experience. Yeah. Uh, well, for the results, it, there's a big difference between uh, both. In Bursa, I finished at around 3,000 votes. Um, and in Mirabel, we had uh, 8,337, which is um, actually, actually uh, the Conservative Party did the best score in Mirabel since 2008 uh, and in, did uh, the best score since the beginning of the writing because uh, Mirabel is a new writing actually. Uh, it was created in 2015, so... Okay, this was when Justin Trudeau won the majority. <laughs> yes, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so you actually did really well. I'm looking at the uh, election yeah. results right now. Um, yes. uh, uh, they're missing one poll, so this will change probably tonight or tomorrow. Um, the Bleu Québécois won. Right, they won forty six percent of the vote with. No, uh, <laughs> no I, I, I'm not surprised though, with that yeah. with that region. Uh, so it was twenty eight thousand eight hundred sixty six um, votes. Uh, then it was François Laza, the Liberal candidate, who got twenty three percent of the vote with fourteen thousand six hundred and one votes. That's not surprising either. <laughs> and then you. The conservative candidate yes. beating, beating the NDP, People's Party, and Green Party with 13% of the vote, with 8,837 votes. I'm very impressed with that. I, I mean, considering my conservative candidate got, <laughs> I think it was 3% of the vote or something like that. It, it was, anyway. Well, it's different. You are in uh, Brussels, so it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but very impressive. And, you know, if you... No, I was about to say something, but I but I'll refrain from it. I was gonna say if you take the People's Party votes and you put it in yours, maybe you're you edge out the Liberals, but you don't. He only won two thousand five hundred uh, votes. Yeah, no, I can't I can't say I can't say you were a victim of the vote split that we I saw. I don't think so, but would have been good <laughs> to have more. All right, so we have a uh, we have a few viewers watching. Uh, Gioli commented, "This is so cool." How's it going, Gioli? All right. Well, I'll wait for him to uh, respond to that. I'll I'll watch it. But no, great. It, it's a great showing. Um, a very very impressive. I mean, right now, right, we're sitting at, uh, we're sitting at what 159 for the Liberals, 119 for the Conservatives, 33 seats for the Bloc, 25 for the New Democrat, two for the Greens, zero for PPC, and zero for others. So. But Conservatives, again, won the popular vote, just like 2019. I think, yep. and that's just, I feel like that's just a victim of the whole Western thing, right? Because in the West, they win by huge margins. But this was a very different campaign. And, mm -hmm. like, the Liberals ran on the pandemic, right? That, that, they used that as the wedge issue, the vaccines, all right? Mm -hmm. Man mandatory vaccination to get on planes, trains and yeah. for federal workers. Um, the Conservatives ran a much more centrist campaign than what they did in 2019. Would you agree to that? Uh, 
Could you just re repeat the question? Yeah, sure. So um, the Conservatives, right, with Aaron O'Toole versus Andrew Scheer, yeah. ran a much more centrist campaign. It was much more to the center. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... So, I mean... It, it was interesting, but they didn't get more of the vote. So, do you think the voter turnout had anything to do with that? Um, there's something I noticed in Mirabel, in part. Um, in 2019, there was 74% people that went to vote, that went out to vote. And this mm -hmm. time, I think it's around 66%. Okay, so a lower turnout. So, little, yeah, so less people voted. And... Um, Lots of votes went to the PPC, the Parti Populaire du Canada. Uh, and I know for sure, because people told me that they, they are members of the party, of the Association. But the This was when you were doing door-to-door. -door. Yes. And uh, during the campaign. Like, I, I've been nominated in March, so I have been campaigning for six months already. Okay. And things turn like things change very quickly in a few months lots can happen in a few weeks so imagine in a few months uh i know that some of our members uh changed for the ppc so we lost we lost votes so i don't know if it's been the same in the in the whole country but i know that lots of people didn't get out to vote so that might be a a reason why we didn't change. So you think it's like a kind of a mix of people yeah. not going out to vote because and obviously changed. and changed or vote. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people voted the same way they did in 2019. Yes. Um, like, just just like, oh, okay, whatever. They weren't paying attention for most of the campaign. And they mm. just saw a few headlines. and Yeah. Because the conservatives were were leading for for a moment yes. in like you know the first two weeks like because yeah. you saw like the liberals just go down conservatives yeah. overtake and then it flip flopped and that was but, around the time of the debates I think yeah the the English debate killed us in Quebec that's for sure oh 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 that that beautiful <laughs> question we could talk about that because that question we could, we could. that question absolutely <laughs> gave it to the light blue. To the Black yes, Québécois. To Black Québécois, yes. And Ava. because, like, in the beginning of the campaign, they were having an existential crisis. I would say, right? Like, well, they there, were... there have been problems in in the Black Québécois, so yeah. Well, because also their leader came off. Like, I know even the French media was saying how he was arrogant, right? Looking very arrogant, and he didn't yeah. let his. Um, female candidate answered the questions of why she supported the PPC in the past. <laughs> that that didn't help him at all, I think. Uh, well, and, I think that what didn't help him was more the the fight that had been... Uh, sorry, I'm looking for my words in English. The chicanes that there were between certain candidates. Yeah. Because they didn't... Uh, didn't, didn't um, find the right. How, how could I say that? Like, um, they didn't fill the requests 
from that. Because, for example, uh, I think they had to have a certain number of members to be able to run again, and they had to have a certain amount of money to run again. And apparently, some some candidates or some ex MPs didn't have the required elements, mm-hmm. so they've been like pushed out, and they've been replaced. And for I'm thinking, for example, in Terban near where I live. There's uh, the ex-MP Michel Boudria. He was a very, very liked MP. He was very popular in the Bloc Québécois. Uh, he ran independent this time. And I, that was one of the, the writing I really wanted to see the result. I was really... I couldn't wait for the result. I was like, oh, I'm really wondering, are they going to stand well, Which them? Which writing? This was Terban, you said? Uh, it's Tarban. Yeah, it's called Tarban. This uh, is Michel Michel Boudrias, right? Yeah, Michel Boudrias. Yeah, so yeah, but still, not Nathalie Saint Clair uh, yeah, won. Yeah, so it's the Bloc, Bloc Québécois won. Yeah. So I was wondering, are did were they about to stand behind him, or they were? voting more for the block and I had my, Clear. my well favorite. clearly in retrospect right like yeah. Michelle lost by a landslide okay yes. Natalie won 41% of the votes yeah. and Michelle won 7% of the votes tied with the NDP by uh, the margin of error of maybe 35 votes Yeah. as of right now I actually all the polls are counted for Telbun so but no, um, definitely uh, the block did surpass expectations thanks to that magical question from the moderator. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm hard pressed to find any Quebecer who wasn't shocked by that question because to suggest yeah. that an entire province, right, depending on how you interpret the question, is racist, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's wrong. <laughs> it's absolutely wrong. I mean, I know, like, they they tried to clarify, and they were like, okay, so, no, we're not saying all the Quebecers are racist. We're saying the law is racist. Yeah. I, but you know, you know what insulted me the more, the most? It's that, um, as a journalist, you're not supposed to take any side, and clearly... I found the moderator was debating with the candidates, yes. not just with Blanchet, but with, even with Trudeau. Like she was, she's, as a journalist, you're not supposed to do that. This is a, a loss of objective. Ob- object. Like. Okay. Do I say that? Yeah. So just to sidetrack for, um, I'm reading, I'm touching an article from the Montreal Gazette. Majority of Canadians disapprove of Bill 21, which we know, but Quebecers are in favor. Poll. So. A forum research of 1,732 people conducted from July 28, 26-28 concludes 58% of Canadians voters disapprove of the law. Alright, so I'm just going to try and get the Canadian, the Quebec number. Uh, because... Okay, so in Quebec, 64% of people approve of the bill and only 35% say they disapprove. That kind of... That kind of like, to me... The way I'm reading that is that that's the divide between um, the different parts of Quebec, right? The more urban Quebec versus the rural Quebec. Yeah. That's what I would. That's how I would read into it. 
on face value. Obviously, there's so many factors that play into that. I don't want to get too, too, too <laughs> much into it because that's a very sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. And we have some viewers, so uh, to everybody tuning in, feel free to comment, eh? Uh, the whole point of the live stream is that we're recording yeah. the podcast. It's going to be uploaded to Mass Talks. Yeah, and I don't know if we could uh, change the settings for um, everybody to see it because my my page I can't share it on my page. I can see what I could do real quick here. Just because um, it says that it's just for your friends. Yeah, that's normal. Uh, my my profile oh. is my profile's pub- my, my profile's pretty private. Yeah. So no, I know, but you can change the settings to uh, everyone. Okay. I'll Suppose. I'll try I'll try to do that as we're as we're talking. Okay, no problem. Post. <laughs> yeah. So so just to recap for everybody, yeah. the election is over. We have just went through Groundhog Day. We're back, <laughs> pretty much to where we are. Liberal minority parliament. I'm with conservative candidate in Mirabel, Catherine Lafave, uh, who ran, I would say, a very good campaign. I was watching. Placing third, the best conservative showing in the riding for God knows how long. Well, yeah, 13 years. Yes. 13 years, yeah. Yes, yeah, since uh, Stephen Harper. Yeah, yeah uh, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your thoughts on what happened. Uh, it's fun. very, it's, uh, I appreciate it a lot trying to get thank guests. You for having me. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, feel free to comment your opinion, guys, in the comment section. We'll get to those uh, soon once they come in. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just looking at this election map. There's like you take a snapshot, it's the exact same thing as 20 yep. as 2019. I know. So but like you said a little earlier on when I was door knocking, lots of people were telling me like when you know when you ask, "Hi, can I count on your support?" or for example, uh, "Hi, did did you make your choice or did you watch the debate?" and people were like, "Oh, no, I didn't." Like I didn't have time or I don't feel like do I don't feel like it or you, like it's, you're asking Canadians, regular people, to watch a two-hour. <laughs> I found the debates super boring. I gotta be real. Um, I really hate what they did with the debates commission, like just merging everything together. I just felt like it was a debate with journalists rather than between the candidates. Mm-hmm. Like, you, we had more time with Evan Sullivan or you know Ro- Rosemary Barton. Like debating with the candidates, and he had actual debates between the candidates. You can't debate ideas in four minutes, and then you know, I know. there was there was an exchange between O'Toole. I forget what part it was. It was O'Toole, Trudeau, and Singh. It was such a good exchange. Like they were actually getting at each other. You know, yeah. good ideas too. Like from all of them. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to cut you off. Blanche needs to speak now. Like, <laughs> yeah. really? This this is the whole story. Like I hope that you know eventually, like we can like dis- we can have bring back more debates, like the McLean's the the McLaren the McLean's debate, you know the global debate, so that we can have like you know maybe smaller scale debates of the parties that will actually have a sh- shot of getting elected, <laughs> and then have a more general um, debate with everybody involved. That would be more fun, in my opinion. And I apologize for the dog barking, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if they if they hear something, then they just go nuts for it. <laughs> so they'll be included in the show. 
but no, definitely the the whole Bill 21 debate did help the <laughs> La Quebecois. That's the conclusion the Quebecois there. and the Liberal Party, too. And the... Yeah, in each, because the, the, yeah. the Conservatives lacked a position on it, in my opinion. Yeah, well, they... That's the same thing with the, the vaccine passport. Like... I know it's a provincial thing and we have to stay neutral as like I know the conservative party um, wants to leave uh, autonomy to provinces mm -hmm. but when you explain that to people like that's not what they want to hear they want like that's what I've been told they want to have our position what are we thinking about that that's what they want to hear and sometimes it wasn't perfectly clear and yeah that that's the comment i had the most like we're not we're not clear on on our positions like we have to for example we have a plan it would have been nice maybe to to show the plan more yes i was just about to say that i i wanted to interject yeah. right there because because we had we had a very good program and i yeah. i was happy for example yeah. i your no, leader did not correct. share the plan. He said, I remember the TVA debate specifically. It was just, I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. J'ai un plan. J'ai un plan. J'ai un contrat. Like, yo, dude, what is this plan? What is this contrat? <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice to have a little more exposure. And, yeah, because we really had good ideas. For example, um... There was contracts for each region, and I contributed to two points in the Laurentide Lanaudar one. Okay. I was I was very 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 proud of it. Like there was something on the uh, Mirabel Airport, and the other point was on um, on floods, flooding, floods. Yes, because the um, yeah, you're right. The floods, inundation yeah. floods. Yes, because in my writing, because. Mirabel writing is, is like cut in two. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a part that's more, uh, I don't know how to say that. Like, they don't have the same challenges as the other part. Like, there's the city of Mirabel, uh, and you have cities that are near Saint Eustache. Yeah. Like uh, Pointe Calumet, Saint Joseph, Oka, Saint Marc. It's, they have different challenges, different challenges than in the city of Mirabel, so we had to find two points, like one main point for each part. So that's what I wanted to do. I I let the party know that's what I wanted to do. They listened, so I was really proud of it. But unfortunately, I didn't have the chance to show it as much as I wanted to. Well, that it didn't help that it was a five-week campaign either. No, that's true. Like, it was a very fast campaign, and, like... But most of the time, the campaigns are like that. In 2019, it was also five five weeks, so there's no difference. Yeah, and the, wor the worst part is, well, it's the timing, right? Nobody pays yeah. attention oh. until In after Labor Day. Yeah. And, like... There was, like, two, a week and a half left, yeah. Yeah, people just heard, oh, he called an election. Yeah. And what dogged him down the entire time was the question of why he called the election. Yeah. And then when it came out that it cost 
10 million dollars yeah, for the election did you do you know how much those pencils cost i was <laughs> looking at that no seriously i was looking at that the, the pencils like something like 300 million dollars for single-use pencils yeah. it's and some insane figure like very close to that for the plexiglass yeah. And now where's all that plexiglass going? It's going in um in a shot in a shack somewhere in a warehouse. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, there was problems with Election Canada. It's been it's been chaos. I, like, I feel bad. Have... I feel bad for them. Okay, yeah, I really they do. They didn't have an office. The office wasn't ready. Uh, most people citizens didn't have the the little cards to go vote. Yeah, they didn't receive it. The uh, post the post service is lagging, and, and yeah. I only got mine a day before the advance polls. That's kind of weird. Well, everybody had it just one day before because that's how it was set. But some people still didn't have it on September twentieth, and a lot of people wrote us and were like, "Oh my God, where am I supposed to go vote? And how like how's it happening? And when is it?" What time is it? And the hours changed this time. It was from 9.30 to 9.30. And usually I thought it was like from 8 to 8 or something like that. So it was a bit difficult to follow. Yeah, because the advance polls, like you said, they were 9 to 9. Yes. And then the election day was 9.30 to 9.30. To 9.30, yes. Yeah, my my grandma got confused. Like, she... Because I went, I went to Halifax last weekend, so I only, I got back, like, 6, I got back at 6.30 on election day here in, in Brossard, and, like, I, I told myself, I'm just gonna go to the advanced polls because I don't feel like waiting on election yeah. day. But even <laughs> in the advanced right. polls, <laughs> even on the advanced polls, I waited half an hour and there were only a handful of people in front of me. And then I just, yeah. I come home and I told my parents, I'm like... Brace yourselves, you know? Yeah, there was not enough staff for it. And it was worse on election day. I know that when we went uh, on the with my volunteers on the polls, there was like two, three hours waiting. Yeah, no, it, that that was crazy. And uh, election night, there was the... Even the people who were waiting, Vaughn. Vaughn was really yeah. bad. That was, on, that was on CTV when I was watching. I was like... Mm-hmm. All in the parking lot, zigzag, yeah, all around the cars. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dear. Poor people. But that, that to me, is wrong, though, in a way, right? Because as you're waiting in the line, you can be tracking the election results. If you're getting out at, like, 12, 1 o'clock, you could see, like, who's winning in the riding or whatever. You could strategically vote from that. Yeah, so you could influence people. I, like, let's say, you know, you're... You're an NDP supporter, right? And yeah. the Liberals are losing or something. And you, you're you scared of the Conservatives, for example. That's the most <laughs> stereotypical one, so I'll use it yeah. for, for the so purpose of this switch. example. You're going to switch. You're going to strategically vote. Or on the opposite side, you're a PPC supporter. And <laughs> you don't want the Liberal candidate to win, so you change your vote to the Conservatives. Oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I know you won't complain. You won't, you won't complain if that happens. But <laughs> I bet that was very weird. Be that would be much different. PPC supporters are very, you know, firm on their belief. They're a PPC supporter more than NDP. I, I gotta say, PPC supporters are much more loyal than the NDP supporters. 
Sorry, I NDP. Know a lot of people that voted for PPC that never voted, or usually they never vote. So, which I think shocked, that was a protest vote. Yeah, what shocked me is there was an article on CBC. I wish I could find it one day. It's like buried in the archives somewhere. <laughs> and it said that young people like who are on the right of the spectrum are more attracted to the PPC than they are to the conservatives. That shocked me. Because, I mean, I, I, under, I understand it's the whole young youth, you know, way of thinking, oh, go extreme or go home, right? <laughs> it, on either side. And then when you, as you get older, you become a bit more moderate because external factors influence you. But dang, I, I, I always picture young people, you know, always <laughs> thinking I could save the world, you know, go Green Party or yeah. something. Yeah, depends, I, I guess. Depends on values and and how you see things. I, yeah, I wrote a paper on that. I called it the youth paradox. Oh, yeah? yeah, I called it the youth paradox. You know, <laughs> just going for going for the more extreme parties because you can and you have nothing else to worry about, right? Yeah. Have you been able to, to put the video public? public no, I, I haven't. I can't figure it out. I'm sorry. No? No, just... I, 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 can't, I can't figure it out. It's, uh, you just have to click on the um, the small libanum, uh, and it's gonna change the audience. Libanum. Yeah, for example. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Je l'ai mis. C'est public là. Oh, good, perfect. So maybe Sorry. more people can join us. Yes, yes. Yes. That Tell that would folks. that would be young folks. Let's get the conversation young going. Folks. So, 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 I know you, we, we talked a bit about the Conservative Party, we talked a bit about the Bloc Québécois, we made jokes yes. about the NDP, but let's, let's go to the Green Party. Alright, okay. the tragedy that occurred yeah. to the Green Party. No, I, I genuinely feel bad for them, okay, like, you know, <laughs> but I feel bad for the supporters more than I do for, you know, the, the, um, the membership and all that, because they did that to themselves, I feel. They did, like... Like, Paul, to me, did an adequate job during the debates. You know what? She performed very well. And she had no funding, no support from, you know, the party. She couldn't get a full slate of candidates. And she's she came in fourth place in Toronto Center. Like, I understand. I knew, I knew Marcy Ian was going to win it because that's a liberal yeah. stronghold. And Marcy Ian is very popular. Right? She was a journalist on TV for many years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but man, fourth place, not even 10% of the vote. She couldn't even, she yeah, can't even expense her expenses. That's <laughs> true. And she's out of a job. She, she wanted to focus on winning the writing instead of like, like a Trump. leader should, should or do or would do. Like, she didn't campaign anywhere except in Toronto in her writing so I think it might have impact um, the whole campaign I don't know if that's the main reason why is it because the leader is not really known she has been elected in like what October last October she isn't really known yeah and or then and then the, like there was the whole issue with yeah. uh, Palestine Israel where yes. she took but, the, she's Jewish right so she took yes. the position of Israel but and do you think it's really the issue? Is this why the Green Party didn't do that well? I'm, I doubt it, honestly. Well, it was when Atkin crossed the floor. 
I think that's what drove the membership to do what they did. Because Ad, Atkin was very popular in the party. And she won a seat outside of BC. Okay. So she she, she kind of pushed the narrative for the Green Party in a positive direction. And then, unfortunately, what happened happened, right? But no, they'll... Uh, but here's, here's a very interesting... I don't know which network you were watching. I was watching CTV, uh, the news network, while... Yeah. On the and debate? On the, no, 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 not the debate, for the election night. And something very interesting happened, and CBC commented on it um, the following day. Mm-hmm. While Anime Paul was giving her, you know, concession speech, CTV immediately cut to Elizabeth May giving a live interview on an iPhone. <laughs> I'm not joking. And she wow. hinted that she would be alright being, you know, being the interim leader, I suppose. It's... Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I that That's just insult to injury right there. <laughs> to me. I don't know if you have any comment on that. Imagine if uh, Andrew Shear came out and said, I'm okay being interim leader while we search for a new leader for Aaron O'Toole. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, no, but just, you know, putting it to context, right? Yeah. I... Yeah. So, now that the Green Party, we've discussed it, let's go to the Liberals. Okay. okay. <laughs> I know, they're your rivals. They're your rivals. <laughs> Uh, well, right? no, they're not. They're the Black Quebecois is my main rival. Well, I mean, you also have to beat the Liberal candidate to get yeah. your seat, right? So, <laughs> I, I, do you think Justin Trudeau is safe as leader, or do no. you think he's out? No, he's out. You think probably he's out? Gonna, probably be gonna have a confidence vote. Some, I don't know. In this the, you're talking maybe, in the liberal membership right now, right? Yes, yes. He's probably the the membership, or I don't know how. I'm not sure how it works. If it is the members or the caucus, they will probably ask for a confidence vote because he hasn't been able to reach their goal, which is to have a majority. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people might be interested in the leadership, so we might we might change prime minister in in the during during this, this mandate these eighteen this months. Mandate. But we're definitely back at the polls in eighteen months. Yes, that's what he said, and that's probably like it's gonna happen. I just sure. hope it doesn't cost six hundred and ten million dollars. Let's uh, honestly, let's... I think they don't care. <laughs> Because if, if they would care, they wouldn't have uh, had an election at this time, at this point. So, yeah, and I'm probably, and I was thinking about that, like, since you're you're talking about it now, who would like to to have the leadership? Who would like? I to have no idea. Leader? I have I no have idea. I have some ideas that might be interesting. Like, I was thinking maybe Christian Freeland. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, since she's a uh, vice. She. Should I say that? She's basically the minister, or was I should say, the minister yeah. of everything. 
I'm wondering if she's gonna be again, probably. And I was also thinking about Melanie Jolie. I, mean, I, I, I thought of Melanie Jolie. Yeah. I also thought of François-Philippe Champagne. Yes, me too. I, I think he would be a fantastic leader. Maybe. Um, because he's soft-spoken. He's very smart, understands international business very well. I, I think he could be a good option. Um, but the, the Liberals are going to have a culture issue, even with yep. a leadership with a leader leadership change. Because we got to understand the Liberals went from Michael Ignatieff, who was bleh of all bleh, right? Like he brought the party to its lowest showing ever, and then Trudeau brought it to a very strong majority. Justin Trudeau it's the Justin Trudeau liberals right now yeah so it's not the liberals it's not the liberal party it's the Justin Trudeau liberal party (laughs) and I I can't find many commentators who disagree with me on that amongst my friends so if they change leaders it's going to be quite the culture shock and I don't know how they're going to do like I think the liberals have a lot of competent leaders within their caucus it's yep. just a matter of, you know, trying to get past the whole Justin Trudeau effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, like, I understand what you mean. But there's also been another name that was mentioned in the outside of the caucus. I don't know if it's that just a rumor or anything, but that was Michael Carney that has been mentioned a lot of times. Michael Carney, the, really? Uh, is it Michael Carney? His name? I think it's Carney. Yeah, I know Car. I know Carney. I don't. I don't know the first name. I feel bad. Yeah, I'm not sure. Michael Carney, I think. I'm not sure. Just, just checking you- quick. Yeah, Michael. Uh, no. No, I don't think it's him. <laughs> but on the flip side, whatever. On yeah. the flip side, the conservatives, right? O'Toole, yes. I. It's another fifty-fifty, safe or not? Because. I think he ran a positive campaign, you know, and given yeah. everything, like, he's not a bad leader, but he's definitely oh. going to face some tough questions. But the, the yeah. conservatives have the opposite issue. There's no defining leader. There's no defining issue that's defining the conservative party, right? So the culture is very, it's a mixed bag right now because you have, you know, the old reform type on one side you have the progressive conservatives on the other side and they're basically battling it out to see who can bring the party to a win yes and so far they both failed both wings have failed right now and who did better that's a wait and see now i think going to the ndp i think jagmeet singh is absolutely safe right you know he his I don't know how they do work in the NDP. They don't seem to have lots of conf- uh, confidence votes, except when there was uh, Mulcair, when he did very bad. Uh, but except from that, I don't think that Singh's going to leave anytime soon. Well, that's what I think, but it's just my opinion. I, I think Singh, the fact that he grew a little bit, yeah, yeah. he's going to, he's, he's fine. Because he's likable. Yeah. He resonates with Canadians. <laughs> But what dogged him down, I think, in the final hour was his costed platform. Yeah. I think, like, once... Because people during the whole campaign were like, wow, you know, this is a good option, whatever, he's likable, he cares about people. Then they saw the cost of his promises. And that's what I think weighed him down in the final hour of the election. 
I don't know if you can yeah. comment to that. Uh, you mean... Sorry, I, I it cuts sometimes. Like, he said... Uh, the NDP, the Jagmeet Singh. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he resonates well with people. He's likable, um, yeah. relatable. Uh, but what got him in the final hour was the fact that the costed platform was very high. You mean the the cost? Okay, yeah. Um, you want the coup de ses promesses electorales? Yeah. I think that there's not really any big difference with the <laughs> the spending that the Liberal Party It, it depends who's well. watching the news, right? The people yeah. who are watching the news, like, I remember, like, all of them making a huge deal about that. And, no. and I, I I also think that the whole tax the rich thing, that, yeah. like, that's, that's, been, that's been an NDP <laughs> thing for, like, 35 years. It's true. Uh, but you know what? And I'm, I'm speaking for Quebec only because I don't know the dynamic of other provinces. But in Quebec, most of the time, people are not really voting for the platform. They're voting more for the leader. Do yeah. they like him? Do they not yeah. like him? Is Will he, he protect our values? And yes. But they don't and see that in Singh. No, but they see it in Yves-François Blanchet because like, he knows how to talk. And and what I, I found in the first debate in, in French, he was never or barely answering the questions he was asked. He kept asking other questions. To that other bothered, leaders. Yeah, that bothered me a little. Even if sometimes I, I was like, well, he's right. But that's not what we're asking. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's true. Blanchet is a very smart man. Blanchet yeah. is a very smart man. Yeah, you got to give it to him. He's really, like, um, arrogant. Like, yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah. asking Justin, where are your trees? Like yes, we understand. that's a good question. <laughs> that was that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I'm like, and, I, and you know something? I was driving down the highway, right? I went to Halifax. Yeah. I took my car. I'm like, there's so much room for trees. Like you can literally yeah. plant them anywhere. There's so much room for them. You know? It's like it's just a matter of getting people to plant them, I suppose. Or you know what? You should Maybe. take true leadership and plant them yourself. <laughs> Take oh all the parliamentarians, you know, they go back to the ridings and they just plant trees. <laughs> I can't wait to see him do that. <laughs> oh. No, no, he, no, 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 he, he can't get his hands dirty, but he's good for a photo op. But anyway. <laughs> no, well. no, but he did his, you know, I was watching again this year, just the day after the election when Trudeau went into the um, Jerry Metro, I think it was, to go thank oh, yeah. his... To go thank his, um, to go thank the yeah, constituents. That. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tradition for him. He's he did in yeah. 2015, 2019, yeah. 2021. But did you notice how he had a lot of security around him for this one? Well, with what happened lately, for example, when he had uh, rocks thrown at him. Oh my God! And that was um that was a riding association president the for the PPC. That was a Dude. candidate, actually. Was it the candidate? I think so. I thought it was the the president no, of the Riding Association. No, it was a candidate, and I think he's been. Uh, he got axed. Yeah. Okay, well, good on him. <laughs> oh my God, candidate, oh, please, that is. But I'm gonna tell you, um, 
I'm going to tell you a story. Like, uh, and everybody. Everybody here. You're telling <laughs> everybody a story, not just me. Yeah. yeah. How do you say anecdote in English? Um, Story, anecdote. Okay, anecdote. It's not, so I'm going to yeah. tell you an anecdote. It's not a nice one, but I'm going to explain you something. Um, I'm trying to see where it should start from. In Canada, in Quebec, um, there is uh, some violence that's rising. And I see that more and more and more and more. At the beginning, I was seeing it on TV. Yeah, and we all saw it. Saw on it. Facebook. And I was like, okay, that's so far from me. So, yeah, there's violence, but I don't feel it completely. But okay. um, one day, just one day before the election day, like, on Sunday night, in okay. the night of Saturday, Sunday, in my writing, uh, three cars have been burnt, and these cars, um, yeah, these cars were owned by uh, one municipal councillor, and um, the other one was the Directeur General de la Ville, something like that. Oh my and, god. Yeah, and this is just because of a story of zoning or stuff like that. I don't know the whole story, but it's people that disagree with them for for a, a file or something. And my campaign office was in the same city and this happened like two blocks away from where I had where I was and this this happened to uh, this happened like really close from home. You know, so mm. when it happens to like two minutes from your your home, you're like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah." All day, I was already like focused on the election day, but I was also focusing on like, "Oh shoot, yeah, quite I... quite a shocker, right?" Yeah, like, should I secure myself more? Should I what what should I do? Should I hide myself from? Like, should I hide my uh, my posters because uh, somebody's going to burn my car? Or, like, I wasn't really sure yeah. what I should do. Yeah, no, it, we, we don't have many avenues to protect ourselves other than the yeah. local authorities. So, yeah, the, and anecdote, it's, the, the country is becoming more and more and more violent. Like, imagine if there were kids in the cars that have been burned. Yeah, for sure. Animals it, it, or whatever. Even even at this, it's a tragedy, right? It is. And I, I'm going to be unequivocal here, and yeah. I'll set the record straight for anybody who's qu who questions my views. Violence, zero tolerance. There's no reason for violence. If you want to protest, do it in front of the offices of the politicians. And don't do it in front of a hospital or a school. It is wrong it is not them and kids or don't the make the decisions house. or the politician's house all right that's their yeah. private life in yeah. front of the offices yeah okay and across the street so that at least they can you know they could get in or something i don't know whatever yeah. but <laughs> when somebody needs medic medic you know medical attention they should yeah. not be blocked from getting it if a child is going to school they should be they should have a safe passage to that school so I was very happy today when our Lord Premier Francois Legault passed the law 
to ban the yeah. the protests in front of the schools and the hospitals. Now, I hope this is temporary because obviously when nurses protest, they protest in front of a hospital for their yeah. wages. And when teachers protest, they protest in front of schools for their wages. All right, there's a whole thing about crossing picket lines. So I hope this is temporary because it's obviously a very fringe group that are coming out to do it. Because, like, obviously, look, it's proven the vaccines work, but everybody has reasons for hesitancy. But being outright anti-vax, anti-science, that is wrong. Yeah, there's a difference between that, just a closed window, but a small window, sorry. Uh, there's a difference between what you just said and and like oblige people. Like, yeah, 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 no, no, no. I'm so, talking like yeah, choice. Yeah, no, 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 but just, just yeah. To, yeah. to be specific, to specify on that case. There's a lot of like I'm going into another subject, but there's a lot of uh, division and insults towards people. I think people lost a bit of humanity because. Like friends, families, sometimes it, they are divided and yeah, and they don't even know why. <laughs> like, and our and our prime minister is also responsible for that for his rhetoric during the campaign. Us versus them. That's yeah. not how we should go about it. No. All right, like I understand. I I know people who are vaccine hesitant. They have their reasons. Um. No. I I personally I like I said in my last episode I'm vaccinated. I have both my shots. But I understand. But I understand why people could be vaccine hesitant because these things came out so quick. And yeah, we know we know what's in them because they released the ingredients, but let's be honest, we're not scientists. We don't understand anything of what's in them. And like And even if you understand what's in them, we shouldn't force anybody to take any medication. Yeah, exactly. Or medical treatment. Our, our, our Prime Minister said in, I think it was April or May, we are not a country that forces vaccinations. We're not a country that makes vaccines mandatory. Flash like, forward to August, Yes. Manda- mandating it to the federal workers. And this is not okay. That, that That's my issue. It's not the vaccines itself. No, because exactly. It's that's... the rhetoric. It's yes. the... You know, pinning people against people. That's what I have an issue with. And I'm right. a little scared of what's going to happen in the country. Yeah, yeah. It's We're, we're going down a very interesting path right now. Um, yeah, interesting might not be my word, the word I would use. I, I, I'm being diplomatic in my, yeah, uh, in my assessment of things. <laughs> like, I, I think... I think um, this campaign revealed a lot of issues we have, and I also think this campaign exacerbated them, like put them to the forefront, and we're obviously going to be talking about this for a really, really long time. Wow, because the this is not over. Is coming soon. <laughs> it's oh be well, first we got chaotic. municipal. First we got municipal. Yeah, that's true, in true. November. But I think municipal is less uh, focused on. These yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is just um, whoa, who's building the better park <laughs> for the kids <laughs> or whatever, or who's 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 got the who's got the budget to make the biggest aqua park or something, you know? But this is an issue I I 
raised during the federal campaign when I was campaigning, door knocking and and everything. People are really connected directly to the municipal um, politics, and it's yes. normal because that's the kind of politics that touched them the most. Yeah. So when we yeah. were going to knock at their doors, they were like, "Oh, nice! You're coming to fix my I don't know what my street, my park, my my uh, academic no. or whatever." And I was trying to explain them like, "No, we have we're not doing that." And I think there's some confusion sometimes, and that's normal, especially which I didn't like. Why call a federal election when the you know there's going to be a municipal election like we? The election day was on September 20th, and on September 17th, there were the posters for the municipal elections already. So people must be, like, lost a little and wonder, like, who are they going to vote for? Who is who? What are their roles? And the same thing with the provincial, like, people were like, oh, what can you do for for la santé, for health, for education? And I was like, well, all we can do is transfers. We cannot do as much as the provincial. So, I think it's, we have as candidates to, to explain to the citizens what are our role more. And that's one of my goals for the next 18 months to maybe make videos or anything that can explain better what are my role what i can do for them yeah a lot of a lot of people don't understand um how our governance system works well i i I understand them because it's not as easy no it's not it's not this is embedded in the constitution and yes let's be honest all our politicians confuse us on it (laughs) right yeah but well if you look at section 12 section 12 is very clear health education is in the hands of the the provincial yeah provincial governments yeah and the there when you have parties that campaign on you know more centralized control an ottawa knows best approach we i won't name them but well we'll (laughs) That that's obviously going not not just gonna like affect Quebec because Quebec is just the most vocal about it because they're very protective of their autonomy. Yeah. But I don't think BC likes that. I don't think I certainly don't think Alberta likes it. But Alberta is in a whole other pile of uh, <laughs> oil sand right now. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to censor what I'm saying. <laughs> Saskatchewan certainly doesn't like it. Manitoba doesn't like it. And then you have Ontario. I mean, Ontario, I think 4D is a bit more open. Like, he's just there. He's just trying to, like, you know, keep the peace in his province. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, honestly, Kenny and his um, tragic and horrible mishandling of the pandemic took the spotlight off of Ford. It was yeah. Ford's Ford's gift. <laughs> well, I guess it's uh, he's on the right wing, so it's not the same. Uh, he doesn't see it the same way as the others, other P- MPs, uh, not MPs, but premiers. So every province 
at a different way to to manage yeah. this pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And also, <laughs> so Kat, honestly, uh, thank you so much for coming on and, no you know, it was fun. And, uh, discussing the postmortem, giving a bit of timbits <laughs> on all of the parties. Well, we could talk about it more and more and more because there is a lot to. There's a lot to, to un. There's a lot to unpack here. Yes. We can't do it all in one night. <laughs> nah. But I thank you so much. I'm sure the viewers appreciate you coming on and giving your I perspective as did. a candidate. I appreciate it very much. And uh, you have an excellent evening. You too. Thanks. Uh, Alright. Take care, everybody. This was episode two of Maz Talks. I will catch you in the next one.